0: One of the most striking differences between the two stories of creation in the Torah, and yes, there are two if you didn't know, is the difference between the creation of human beings in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, and particularly the story of how genders are created. In the first account of creation, God creates one being that is both male and female. The Torah reads, God said, let us make a human in our image, in our likeness, and God created the human in his image, male and female. Then in Genesis 2, we find what is perhaps the more well-known version of the story in which the Torah describes first creating Adam and then later creating Eve from Adam's rib. When I was studying this portion for tonight, I was delighted to come across an essay from my teacher and friend, Rabbi Rachel Adler. Here's an excerpt from the conclusion of her essay It's a little long, but I think you'll see why I want you to hear it. She writes, Genesis 1 is an account of the creation, whereas Genesis 2 is an account of the creation of patriarchy, a remarkably truthful account. The world brought about by Genesis 2-3 is one in which desire is no longer joyful, but oppressive. Even before the disobedience, that is the Eve eating the, the forbidden fruit, Relations between man and woman and world are commodified and function-based. Adam is created to till and soil. Woman is created to help Adam. However lush, the garden is a workplace. Created things are good, not intrinsically as in Genesis 1, but because they are resources. The garden is described as prime real estate, rich in water and trees, and adjacent to lands rich in gold and gemstones. Everything is viewed extractively. Woman's desire for man ensures her subjugation and her anguish. Man's desire is not even mentioned. He is exhausted by the effort to pull from the ground what can be consumed before descending into the ground and being consumed by it. Adam and Eve are alienated from each other, from the earth, from their labors, from the rest of creation. The world of patriarchy cries out for mending A mending world would commit itself to equality and power sharing, to working cooperatively in order to fill needs and solve problems. At one again with the rest of creation, perhaps we would even learn not to resent our own mortality so bitterly. With Adler's framing in mind, I'd like to look at the idea of different stories of the same creation from a more spiritual angle. In Western rational thought, this is of course impossible. Something extent can't have been created in more than one way. For many good reasons, we understand time and creation to be linear. One thing leads to the next. I could not have been born in both 1981 and 1957. It doesn't work. But the Torah is actually neither Western or rational though the rabbinic tradition has many laudable attempts to try to make it so. But what if we understand ourselves to have more than one story of creation, each of us individually? If we adapt Rabbi Adler's paradigm, is there a story that you understand about how and why you exist that is integrated, peaceful, and not solely for the purpose of labor? And is there another story a story in which you are here to produce, to provide, to exploit and be exploited. One of the founding leaders of American modern orthodoxy, Rabbi Joseph Soloveitchik, also talks about the two different kinds of people that are presented in the creation myths of Torah, though from a different angle. For Soloveitchik, the human created in Genesis 1 is the human being who is on earth to subdue earth and master it, while the humans depicted in Genesis 2 are humans with their egos in check, living with humility and a sense of service. So what is the story that you tell yourself about why you are here? What is your creation story? For some, especially those with the economic privilege to consider such questions, the pandemic has been a time of asking this question Perhaps you also saw the New York Times essay by Cassidy Rosenblum, titled Work is a False Idol, that introduced me and many others to the recent movement among young Chinese professionals called Line Flat. Just a couple sentences from the opening of that essay. In China this April, a 31-year-old former factory worker named Lu Haozhong drew the curtains and crawled into bed. Then he posted a picture of himself there to the Chinese website Baidu, along with a message: Line Flat is justice. Line flat is my sophistic movement, Mr. Luo wrote, tipping his hat to uh, Diogenes the Cynic, the Greek philosopher who is said to have lived inside a barrel to criticize the excesses of Athenian aristocrats. From that article and a few more Google searches, I came to learn that this recent Chinese movement which has earned itself the condemnation of state leaders, is a reaction to the work culture of 996 in China that is working 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week, which also happens to be a rabbi's schedule, but I digress. In any case, young middle-class workers in China started a social media movement to resist what we might call Rabbi Adler's Genesis chapter two version of the human creation story That we are created to labor and exploit. And we have our own American version of this brewing, what some are calling the Great Resignation. Many American workers want to keep the time at home that many, although certainly not all, got a taste of over the last year and a half, and in an economy that does not require it, are not willing to work 60 to 80 hours a week. Indeed, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, Over four million Americans quit their jobs in July, and numbers surpassed that last April. This is not a sermon about quitting your job. If you go quit your job and it leads to problems, don't blame me. But as we read this Shabbat, the story of the creation of the world, I am suggesting to you that the Torah is asking you to consider why you are here. What are your creation stories? Who told them to you? What ones do you now tell yourself? We've been given the gift of living in this beautiful garden. So let's strive to understand ourselves as here for the good stuff, to be with friends, to bring love into the world, to help those who suffer, and yes, to do the work that's needed, but also sometimes to lie in the grass and appreciate sky and trees. Let's see ourselves as created in unity. Shabbat Shalom.